Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to all that jazz podcast. I'm your host, Matyash, and today I have with me Angela Mia White. And we're going to talk about her being a master teacher of the new earth, her spiritual transformation in the year of 2012, the mind calendar, Santos Bonacci healing herself through juicing. Ooh, very interesting. Being led to write a book. We're gonna talk about uh, her sessions like spiritual surgery, her money, earning money sessions. Ooh, very interesting. And she says that people's feelings about money is their feeling about themselves. Ooh, very cool. Abortions induce trauma in women. Wow. And much more. Very interesting episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the new episode of All the Jazz. I'm your host, Matyash, and welcome to the podcast, Angela Mia White. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I found you on Facebook uh, actually not too long ago. And mm. um, last time we spoke off camera, you told me you're a specific type of coach or something yeah. like that so what do you exactly yeah. is it that you do i am a master teacher of new earth oh, wow. i teach the masters of new earth and it's uh i was talking to my group about this this morning because i need to remember who i am and um it does no good for me to question like, why me? Why am I supposed to be doing this? How come, you know, because the old me isn't like this. Right. This is my new self. And this is why I had to go through what I had to go through in 2012 in order to, to get here to do this. Okay, so but, let's go there. Let's go there. Yeah, what happened to 2012? In 2012? Yeah, let's go there. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, so um, in June of 2012, my oldest son was graduating high school. Mm. And um, right as he was, we had a party for him the next week. And as um, I was putting dishes away, my body started to slow down. At the end of the party, my body was just slow. Everything was just slowing down. And I had no idea why. The next morning, I was having trouble walking um, mm. for, so it was uh, June 11th, I believe it was, in 2012. And this is right before the mind calendar ended. I had no clue about anything. Nothing. I like I heard about the mind calendar. Right. I had no idea what it was about. I had no idea what affect me. To me, it was like, you know, uh, Y2K or something like that. Like just something. Right. And something I, that's I, not true. Yeah. Something that's not <laughs> true. What's your background, by the way? What's your background? Like religious uh, background or what's your, what were I your belief systems? Yeah, I was brought up Catholic. Okay. Then I became a born again Christian. Mm -hmm. And now I am nothing and everything all at the same time. I'm just consciousness. And, but my background was, was um, Catholic, very Catholic. And um, born again Christian is something that I got into for about six years mm. after that, after uh, when like 95, I think in 1995. Right. So, um, um, you want to, yeah. So let's, um, let's continue with the experience. So uh, what uh, okay. then 
your body's uh, what do you why do you think your body had such a tough time functioning at that particular time well now i know it was because of the mind calendar what now i know is because we were we were shifting the planet was shifting it was mm -hmm. um a galactic alignment that was coming together I don't know if it's a galactic alignment or planetary alignment. I don't know what to call it, honestly. Mm. Um, I know Santos Bonacci knows what it is. And um, I listen to Santos Bonacci. I was, this is one of the people that I got led to uh, a while ago, but, um, and he talks about the Bible being astrotheology. And well, uh, what does and that I'll, mean, astrotheology? Astrotheology, it's about the stars, basically. It's about the planets, it's about the constellations, it's about what's already been here. And um, people take the Bible literally, and uh, we got into this big mess because of it. And so, but it's the age, it's the age of Pisces. And so the age of Pisces is going away and the age of Aquarius is coming in. Mm -hmm. And I'm a master teacher of New Earth for the golden age of Aquarius. That's the name of one of my groups is called the golden age of Aquarius. Right. But how Not did you find that when, when you, Aquarius. <laughs> right. But how did you find that back in 2012? How did you then... How did you then realize, oh, this is what's happening with me? So it took me about two years to heal, mm. like physically, my body. I couldn't walk for a good year. I could hardly talk, barely think. I had brain fog. My hair was falling out. I looked about 75 years old. Wow. And I was 44. Wow. Um, I was in a wheelchair for a little while. People had to wheel me around. I couldn't lift anything. I couldn't bring laundry up the stairs. I couldn't stand at my, they would get me a chair so I could feel normal to try to do dishes. Right. So I could sit at the sink to try to do dishes. But there were times where my body parts would fall asleep. Like my arm would, would feel like paralyzed. And my husband would have to actually take my arm and do this and tie it to my body. So I could function sort of like it was it was major what I was going through. And what were the doctors saying? Nothing. 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 They would look at me and go, wow, it's getting worse. Yeah. That's it. Wow. It's getting worse. Like, okay, is there anything I can, like, nothing. One doctor, so I ended up going to, um, I think it was the 4th of July. Right. On one, one year either, I don't know, a, a year after or something, and, and, uh, or maybe a month in. Oh, it's so long ago, I don't remember. But I remember going there, and I couldn't walk, and I couldn't think, and I couldn't talk, and they thought that it was something to do with migraines. And I'm thinking, they have no idea what this is either. <laughs> they're, just, look, they're just appeasing me until I die, basically. That's wow. what I, that's what I went to neurologists. I went to doctors. I went to a hospital in Boston. Like I did all the necessary 3D things that you do when your body starts to physically uh, decompose. And that's what was happening to me. And I had no idea why. And right. they didn't either. So they thought you were dying basically, but didn't know yeah. exactly why. And they couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't they, tell me anything. They, they didn't, didn't diagnose you with anything? Nope, they couldn't say anything about nutrition, nothing, nothing. Wow. This is why I was like, holy shit, I'm going to die. If I don't do something, I'm going to die. And so I would go on YouTube and I would look up things like, why the hell am I so sick? And nobody knows what's wrong with me. Like, mm. you know, you go to a doctor when you're sick and you think, 
okay, they're going to give me medicine. And I'm going to get better. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like that at all. And um, it lasted month after month after month after month. And I just kept getting worse. And I lost a lot of weight. And um, mm. like I was basically skin and bones. And I was white, very pale. My hair, I had to cut my hair short because it was all falling out. Like it was, it was bad. And um, okay, so and what so did you I find started, then? Well, what did you find that uh, kind of triggered that? Oh, this is this is this is the problem. Yeah, I started to look up on YouTube and finding other things that I was being led to. And one of the doctors that I was led to, one of the things it was a paleo diet diet because I uh, I wasn't um, I didn't know anything about diet. I just didn't think it mattered at all. And um, so I, I started looking up this on this paleo diet, diet and then I started to, I found this doctor called Dr. Morse in Florida. And he was a naturopath doctor and he is my knight in shining armor, one of them anyway. Um, he basically saved my life, which I may cry because he, he did. He basically saved my life. And mm -hmm. he told me that I wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna heal me. I was gonna heal myself. And I'm like, the hell does that mean? Like, I don't know what that means. And so I started juicing and I cut meat out. I cut dairy out. I cut processed foods out. I cut out everything sugar. I had to. Every, no, not, not sugar. I, well, I mean, I guess sugar, but not, not particularly sugar. I was cutting out everything of a standard American diet. And I had to juice because my body needed me to not waste that energy on, on um, digesting all of the food right. that I was eating. It needed me to just kind of, you gotta, you gotta wait this out, Chicky. You gotta just drink this juice. And so my husband would juice for me and um, it would fall on the table. Like, like we would make apples and ginger and carrots and celery and beets and I would lick it off the counter. Mm. that's how bad it was. Like it was life and death for me. This juice was. So what kind of juicing yeah. was it? Was it usually just vegetables or was it like also fruits? Um, they started me off. They told me to start doing apples and um, ginger and that gets your kidneys moving because your kidneys need to be um, functioning in order for you to process out all of this, this stuff. And it's, it's technical and I don't know the technical stuff. All I know is that it saved my life. And mm. so I was doing apples and ginger and then I started doing apples and ginger and carrots and then we added celery and then we started doing beets. And so it's kind of like, uh, it should be in everybody's diet. Like it, doing this kind of thing, it's so good for you. It's so nutritious, but I didn't know anything about it. Mm. but it saved my life and was it so i was okay sorry yeah go ahead no 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 go ahead what was it um a type of kundalini awakening that you were experiencing was it something else entirely it no it, it's that's all part of this but this is the beginning of all of this this mm. was just the beginning of me getting into everything and so then i started to get into you know 9 11 being an inside job and all these other things started coming out and I started getting, you know, all these um, 
things I was being led to, to watch. And, and I don't have a, a, a stand on any of it. Just so you know, I don't say whether anything was right, anything, I don't do that. But this is just what happened to me. So this so is what you I, out yeah. about the 9-11. Uh, so you think it's a, it was an inside job based on the things you found? So based on the things that I found, yes. And I didn't think anything of that either. But I still don't have a take on it. It's, it's not my place to have a take on it. It's, that's not my job here. Okay. But anyway, that's, that's what I was being led to. So yeah, I don't time, really agree with that stance, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, um, it's okay. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to agree or disagree. Um, yeah, let's let's go. But so, so <laughs> after you, <laughs> so after you juice and you get healthy, you start researching. Yeah. You probably start researching more about uh, what's happening with you, right? Yeah, I started to um, get led to angels, hmm. and I started to get led to different things that brought me um, to. Um, having these experiences in my life that I never ever thought could happen ever expected to happen ever taught that could happen I started to being led that I was a multi-dimensional being and that <clears throat> I'm not just a 3d person here I'm not just a um a human who I'm taught that I am I'm a lot more than that mm. and um and then I was directed that I was going to be writing a book. Like, so I was like, a book? <laughs> I didn't go to school to be an author. I didn't go, you know, like I'm out of high school. I didn't go to college. I went to college classes, but I'm not college material. I'm not a college person. And, um, but I was going to write this book. They wanted me to write this book. So I wrote my first book and it had my experiences in there. And there were a lot of them, but one in particular, I, I will remember this forever. I was coming down the end of my street. Well, there's a lot of things I'll remember forever, but mm. I was coming down the end of my street. There's no trees. There's no nothing above me. A blue jay feather falls out of the air, thin air, like almost like someone opened a door and threw it out. Mm. <laughs> What kind of feather? And what kind of feather? Sorry. Blue jay feather. Blue jay feather. Wow. Yeah, a blue jay feather. And my son was in the car with me and we both saw it. Like, where the hell did that come from? Mm -hmm. And so I opened my door and I picked it up and we were both crying. And so, like, all these experiences started happening to me that I had no idea that could ever happen. Why but, do you think that yeah. that happened? That's really Why curious. do I think that happens? Yeah. I think that the dimensions are starting to come together. I think that we have been lied to for a long time, that we don't really understand what's going on on the planet. We don't mm. really understand how many dimensions there really are. And in dimensions, I can't, I can't really even explain what a dimension is. It's just consciousness. I right. believe that there's, um, that we were lied to from the beginning for us to stay slaves to our own selves, to our own minds, to the government, to society. We have been, um, and, and they don't want us to think for ourselves. They don't want us to go within and love ourselves. And that's what I'm here to teach. Who's so they? I, Who's they? It's a good question, isn't it? Who is? <laughs> Who is they? Who is they? Yeah. 
Yeah, right, exactly. So to me, right now, they is thousands of years, government, society, um, nothing in particular. Like, it's not like, ooh, these people are these people. It's, it's in general, it's the age. It was the age of Pisces. And the age of Pisces represents um, slavery. It represents authority. It represents um, people um, or authority saying what you should believe, what you need to believe, what you're supposed to believe, mm-hmm. um, telling you what you need to do, what you need to think, what you need to believe in, all that. And <clears throat> it comes down to the age of Pisces seems to be about just one God. And the age of Aquarius is completely different. The age of Aquarius is freedom and love and peace and and uh, unity, but it's unity within yourself. It's not just unity with everybody because if everybody has trauma, you can't you can't just love everybody because it's not true. It's right. really not true. So you need and to heal your people... trauma. We need to heal yes. our trauma and Absolutely before we grow we spiritually. Or is that part yeah. of it, I guess? Yeah, it's definitely part of it. Yes. Right. And right. so that's another thing that I do is I'm a I'm an inner child healer. I help people heal their inner children. Okay. So let's say, let's yeah. say um, some of my childhood was, most of my childhood, I would say was pretty ha- happy, but some of my childhood was, uh, let's say stuff happened that was kind of sad or upsetting. Um, so uh, so you're saying that people still, after that happens and, and you're really young, that you still, um, as you grow older, you still have the same issues, but that started then when you were a child. Absolutely. Wow. There are patterns and the patterns are empty and they just fill in to what's going on in your life. Mm. So these are the patterns, a lot of patterns and programs that I have broken through in order for me to come out and do this, in order for me to be the teacher that I am today, I've needed to break through these patterns and detach from everything Mm. in order for me to do what I came here to do. But yes, they are patterns in your life and they will continue until you face them, until you heal them. That's what we're here to do. We're here to heal. We're on soul journeys. How did you uh, heal yourself? What kind of tools or did you... Did you do psychoanalysis or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of everything. Mm. I did NLP, um, neuro-linguistic programming, a little of that. I did tapping. I did mantras. I did um, prayer. I did um, the healing codes. I did, uh, you name it. I did, I did whatever I needed to do in order to heal. But I wrote about that in my first book book that all the things that I did and and even I know I've left things out that I don't remember that I did but I did a ponopono um the I did that uh over and over and over again and it wasn't about anybody else it was just about me you know that I was forgiving myself but to me forgiveness isn't um you can't just forgive somebody Maybe in 3D world and in old earth that I call it, you could, but you can't do that anymore. You need to learn how to love yourself. And as you do, that transmutes everything that's, that's gone on and you start to see things in a different way. You start to see things with a new perspective. 
So it's not about forgiving someone. It's about understanding in a new way. It's learning how to love yourself and find peace within, stand in the power of your truth and understand that you're the abundance of your life. And as you do that, you see things in a different way and a different light. Hmm. Well, why can't you forgive uh, the way it used to be that you forgive a person and that would be that? I'm, I mean, not that I'm an expert, but I try, I do my best. <laughs> so is there something, so obviously you're saying that there was a change in there in the earth uh, kind of um, energetic field and the way we live our lives that requires a different uh, procedure for forgiveness, basically. Absolutely. It has. Yes. So did you hear yourself? You said, I try. It's not about trying. It's not about, I'm going to try to forgive you. And that's what people do. They, they pretend that they're forgiving somebody when they actually deep down are still like really ticked off at things, which <laughs> is understandable. Like the people that I talk to have gone through so much trauma in their life so much abuse, so much neglect, so much abandonment. And they, you can't just go, oh, just go hug that person and it'll be over with. You just go forgive them and go love them. And like, dude, can I swear on this? Yeah. Because <laughs> I might, I'm just saying, I'll try not to, but normally I just do. So they are, they're like, I can't go forgive that person. They, they beat the shit out of me. Like, so you have to learn how to heal yourself and be able to, right. Uh, it, it's, it's the fountain. You are the fountain. Mm. And you so know, if you have yeah. that stuff within, that's, what's going to come out in reality, in truth. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to, to tell the truth, to bring out truth. I'm a know, truth teller. Right. The other day, uh, somebody apologized to me for something, but wow. I still felt mad about it. <laughs> I said, I said, it's okay. You know, don't worry about it. But I still felt mad. Yeah. I still felt mad. Yeah, And that's so good that you can say that. No, I know. Really I didn't good. say, I didn't say that to the person, but I, I, you know, inside I said, I said, you know, to the person, yeah. Okay. Don't worry about it. But I felt mad, you know, still yeah yeah you're saying it to me now though and that's right. that's important very so, important um, you ever uh, you ever try a course in miracles that's something that a lot of people I've heard do. about a course in miracles okay i've never i've never read it i've never done anything with it no i've only heard of it so i've heard of a lot of things right but not done them yeah i think that's one of the the courses in forgiveness let's say because the miracle mm. is basically a change in perception how you see things and then you see there is nothing to really forgive because it's um yeah you know, um mm. anyway so what's well what would you recommend yep. that people do now as you say the earth has changed and the way we live has changed so the way you forgive would basically be first to start with yourself and love, love yourself. And then you can yes. forgive basically. Yes. So there are a lot of layers to this. And so from what you're saying, when you get to that point, when you realize, oh, there's nothing to forgive, that's kind of like one of the deepest layers you can get to. Mm. But when people have been actually physically beaten by people that 
are supposed to be loving them, supposed to be nurturing them, supposed to be compassionate with them. You can't tell those people, oh, there's nothing to forgive. Right. <laughs> they tell you to go pound sand. Like this is not like this is real stuff we're doing. Yeah. Real important major stuff. And when people start, when, when you can get to that point and go, oh, there's nothing to forgive, then you are at a really deep level, really deep layer. And it takes layer after layer after layer after layer to get to that point, yeah. to be truthful with it. People can say it, but it doesn't mean it's truthful. Right. Yeah, to really, it, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to be it. Like that's a totally different level. And I think that's why I think A Course in Miracles is so hard to do for a lot of people because it's such a high level uh, of consciousness, let's say, that um, it's hard to understand. The first time I did the workbook, it was just, I was like, what, 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 am, what, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I don't even know what it is. It's uh, okay. Let's. Uh, I'll give you a snippet. Like, uh, it's three hundred sixty-five lessons and one lesson per day, and uh, a lesson ten, for example, is something like, uh, "Your thoughts don't mean anything," and you're like, "What? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean?" Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but but what I'm interested in what's your your technique for this? So are you are you guiding people mm -hmm. to to try to forgive, are you also doing that as well? I'm not guiding them to forgive. I'm guiding them to help them learn how to love themselves. Mm. And that in turn helps them to do that. It teaches them to do that if they take it deep enough. So one of the questions that I go with and I have people ask themselves is, what does this bring up for me? Whatever I'm saying. So anybody that takes anything that I say at face value, like whatever I'm saying now, if you take this as face value, like I'm teaching you and this is what you have to learn, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm. You need to be able to go deeper within yourself. So the only way you can do that is being able to go, what does this bring up for me? Or what does this bring back for me? So when you hear in A Course of Miracles, like your thoughts don't mean anything, I'm sure that brings up a lot of things for you. So you need to go, what does this bring up for me? Oh, anger, that my thoughts don't mean anything. Sadness, that my thoughts don't mean anything. <laughs> uh, like, I feel like a piece of crap that my thoughts don't mean anything. And so you're, you're kind of dissecting yourself in a way, and it brings back your childhood stuff. It brings back your childhood trauma. Hmm. And... Um, I have an incredible healer. I have an incredible teacher and spiritual teacher. Her name is Dr. Lees and she is from Sudbury, Massachusetts. So if anybody hears this and wants to go see her, she's a holistic chiropractor, but I, um, she's my spiritual teacher basically. And I found her uh, like a year ago or a little bit more than a year ago, I think. And she is, um, helps me to realize certain things in my life. There's not many people that understand me, honestly. Right. There's not many people that understand what I'm saying. They can't go deep enough to understand, but she's one of them that does. And what she talks about is that the two main people in your life are your mother and father. And if your mother and father are not, uh, you're not getting what you need from your mother and father, then you are, you grow up to be a depleted adult. And it's true. You do. 
And so you need to heal those things, which I see is the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And Mm. so that's part of um, new earth, 5D, golden age of Aquarius, all that, the feminine and masculine coming together. And right now the feminine is coming out very strong. The goddesses are starting to wake up. We're starting to rise. And, um, but I see things uh, that I teach people how to be their unique selves. Mm-hmm. I don't teach people to be a big conglomerate of, of fish to go everywhere together and do everything alike. It's, I don't do that. I, that's how we got here. So we need to bring out our unique selves, but your two main people are your mom and dad and okay. they have trauma so, and their parents have trauma. Right. So how do you heal the trauma that you inherit from your parents and the love that you never received from your parents. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or the intention. So, love is in a way intention as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very much. It's presence. Yeah. It's mm. it's um, it's consciousness. It's being conscious together. It's uh, having that um, that presence in your life, being seen, being heard. Um, and, and we can't as children say what we need because we don't really understand but you would be surprised when I'm in sessions with people their inner children tell them more than they knew as an adult if they went and thought about what their inner children thought right. you may understand that yeah like are <laughs> you tapping into the uh, the energy field of the inner child so they're able yes. to speak more freely what they were feeling, what they were experiencing, what they were thinking about when they were a child. Because some, exactly. a lot of it, I imagine, is suppressed and repressed. So it's hard to access that part, right? Very. So and how do trauma, you access when it's it? trauma, yeah. huge. So I've broken through the patterns. I've broken through the programs. I'm a first waiver. I guess you want to call it. Hmm. So I'm here to bust everybody's consciousness open. So I piss off a lot of people because they don't want to go deep within. If they go deep within, then it wouldn't matter what I said. But when they don't, they get stuck. And what that is, is a trigger. It's Hmm. like a hook. And I, I hook onto their trauma and they take it as me, but it's not me. It's them and it's their trauma. So when I'm in, when I'm in sessions with people, it's um, it's mind blown, really, what happens because mm. there's no such thing as time, so you can go anywhere and do anything in this etheric realm. And so, can you go with the future as well? Yes. Oh my goodness, I'm all, that that freaks me out. Uh, past <laughs> I can understand, future because my uh, my hypothesis is that what you see in the future just like a psychic is a potential but that's not you know that's not uh, something that's set in stone it's a potential that you see it's true okay right so what i mean by the future is that our intuition is part of our higher selves Hmm. and if we tap into our intuition if we listen to our intuition and follow our intuition and follow the guidance and follow what is what we're what we're here to listen to that's part of the future that's part of your higher self being here for you guiding you helping you so Mm. one of the things that i need to do right now 
I don't know. I think I told you this, but my guides have taken me off Facebook. They like, nope, you're not doing this anymore. My teachings are too uh, advanced for this time. They're telling me that, you know what, this isn't the time. So I need to step back and follow my own light and be with myself, be alone, have my groups, have my teachings. And I need to kind of fix things and make them natural instead of, so I can't do anything 3D. I can't hmm. do anything. Um, what do you like mean by that? Yeah. So I can't do anything like sponsored, you know, Facebook ads. I can't oh. put my name out there. I can't do advertising. I, I can't do any of that. If I do, it will backfire on me. And it has since I've tried to do it and, and they're teaching me over and over again, it doesn't work anymore. That's not the way that things work. So the things work naturally. What about this? What about this? This is okay. This is kind of advertising, but in a soft way. This is, this is okay. So what I mean by that is like, I don't, I don't go, Hey, share this out. And, and you know, like, I don't do that. If people want to awesome, if mm. they don't awesome, yeah. it doesn't, it's, it doesn't matter either way. I need to love myself, whether I have 10,000 people watching me or I have none. And this is what I have to realize. And so this is one of the things I was telling my group the other day is that I don't create followers. I don't want followers. If they choose to come and learn from me, they want to learn from me. They want to go deep within themselves and do all of that and value themselves because those are, those are part of the five things that we need to learn to master ourselves. If they want to do that, then that's awesome. But I can't, um, I don't want to create followers like like brain dead followers like oh i'm just gonna follow whatever she does and follow whatever she says and right to me that that doesn't that's that's not gonna help them so i have to come to grips with if those followers start dwindling on my facebook page i have to deal with that and it doesn't matter so this is where where mind you know what this is where we're like so um like uh taken by social media yeah like, we're conditioned like more followers is better more subscribers is better you'll be right. uh you'll be a facebook influencer or a youtube influencer a social media guy or gal yep. and uh you you'll Got make it. money you'll do that but the if it's not, I think if it's not aligned with values, if it's not aligned with uh, what's truly beneficial, then you're just uh, exchanging money and it's not really money for attention and it's not really truly beneficial, right? Not at all. Mm. You're right. You're absolutely right. And so this is why I have to come off of Facebook. I have to be like, okay, guys, you know what? I've been out here for years. You've, you've seen what I've said for years. If you wanted to do something about it, you would have done it two years ago. Like I teach about 40 people right now mm. and I have three groups and one is you can only be in it for three months or you leave uh, or you go into my next group, which is um, the first one is a taste and touch of gold. The second one is uh, golden age of Aquarius. And the third one is golden gods. And not everybody goes to golden gods. Golden gods is like a, more of a mentorship group, mm. but I know, 
I'm gold. I know I'm gold. I know this is what I'm here for. I know I'm here for the golden age of Aquarius. This is my book. This is the power of your truth in the golden age. I know this is who I am. So when I'm doing these things, I know that this is the way it's supposed to go. We're supposed to learn how to love ourselves. Yeah. We are the fountain that feeds everything else in our lives. So if we're not fed, we're starving inside, what the hell are we going to give everybody else? So you're saying that it's coming from the soul. We need to, we need to yeah. feed the soul um, and yeah. progress spiritually because that's how. That's right. um, so yeah. in this new age, you said that there's many, there's many dimensions. What, what does that look like when they uh, intersect and all that stuff? I don't quite understand that. Yeah, I don't either. Mm. <laughs> okay. I don't. All I know is that things happen and I, in my mind is blown. Like a blue jay feather falls out of the sky. There's no birds, no trees, no nothing. And it falls out of the sky. Like, how do you explain that? You can't. Yeah. And so like when I am also a, a cosmic shaman, I do spiritual surgery with people. And so I go and I have my own team of guides and I, we go on journeys together and I help them clear their etheric bodies and we do things wow. and we've replaced hearts and with golden hearts and we've cleared out their chakra system and they meet the angels and we go to the fairy forest. I mean, this is, it blows my mind every single time because no, none of them are the same ever. Wow, Everyone fairy forest. Is, I love it. Yes, yes. And <laughs> so we see fairies there. Yes. There is actual fairies. Yes. In the in, in the astral realm, I mean, I yes. guess in the, in the other dimension that we can't see, right? Yep. Wow. Yep. So, so I work with Kuan Yin. I work with Isis. I work with John of God. I work with uh, Michael. I work with Metatron. I work with a chief shaman named Joe. And I work with the fairies in the forest. And when anybody has surgery with me, they know that these are the, the guides that they're going to meet. And sometimes they see what's going on at the same time. Sometimes they have their own experience, but some of the time they see like, yeah, I saw, I saw the angels and I saw the doves and I saw a fairy forest. And so this is what, so I didn't go to school for this. Mm. This is something that has progressed in my life that I was supposed to do. This is what, I, this is my dharma, really, if you want to call it anything. It's right. my dharma. It's who I'm, I'm to be. What do you mean you work with John of God? Is that the guy in Brazil that does uh, yes. surgeries? Yes, yes. You mean so, you work with him long distance or how does that look like? I, I work with him etherically and I've always worked with him etherically. I've never worked with him physically. I've never met him although I met his niece a few years back um, at one of the expos in Marlboro. But because nobody said anything about John of God before all of this other stuff that came out about him. And I don't really even know what is going on. All I know is that there's some uh, accusations right. about him. I have no idea. I don't work with him that way. I work with him in the etheric realm. I never asked him to come in. He just showed up one day and he's helped so many people. 
so many people that he comes in and he rips out entities and he, uh, oh my, I can't even explain to you what he does. He's just, he waits for people. So and he'll clear he came out to you. Chakra system. He, he came, came to, to you, me. like yep. in etheric, uh, in the astral realm, I guess. And he came to you yep. and he's helping he you. Wow. Yep. And this is before all of this. And I wrote about him in my first book. And I didn't even know, like, I wasn't working with him then. But mm. I wrote about him um, because of Wayne Dyer. Because I loved Wayne Dyer. And um, I, I, I wrote about Wayne Dyer and him having, I think he had leukemia. And he went to see John of God to help him with his leukemia. But w Wayne Dyer had a lot of trauma from his... Um, I think his dad, I don't remember. I, I, it's been a long time, right. but he's had, he had a lot of trauma. He died, and, right? He died. Yeah, he died. He yeah. died. And I cried like a baby. Like I cried so much. I was on the back of my husband's motorcycle when I found out and we had to pull over because I was crying so much. Mm. Like, it was like, I knew him. I, I knew his heart. I knew we knew each other and I would be able to talk to him after he died. I think he showed up in my kitchen one day. John Lennon did that too. Just showed up in my kitchen, like started talking to me. So Maybe the, uh, the, the spirit came. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, what did John yes. Lennon say? <laughs> this was so long ago. This is when I was talking to David Young and David Young is, um, um, he plays all kinds of instruments. He's a okay. musician and he uh, has a book called Channeling Harrison, I think. So he was big with, with George Harrison and John Lennon came in my kitchen one day and just started talking to me. I don't remember, but I wish I could. But did, did he yeah. have the, the English accent, the Liverpool accent? <laughs> kind of. It was, it was, you could definitely tell the difference between when Harrison would come in, George Harrison would come in or John Lennon would come in. Right. You could tell the difference. Mm. So this is like what is real. This is what we were taught couldn't happen or wouldn't happen. And it is happening. Mm. This is like the stuff that was taboo to me when I was a Catholic. Like, like all my family, some of my family would like get readings or they would go to a psychic or, and I'd be like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do it. Now I am one. <laughs> like <laughs> my whole life has changed, shifted completely. So when you say the earth changed from 3D to, uh, to 5D uh, or something, how, do, how does that look okay. like? I, I don't understand that. How does that look like? Okay, hmm. so it's the energy, somewhat of the age of Pisces, but the way that I describe it, old earth is lost, lonely, afraid, abandoned, coerced, coaxed, manipulated, manipulating, um, trauma, abuse, people-pleasing, conforming, all of that stuff to keep us away from ourselves, all that stuff, all that trauma is part of old earth. As you start to shift into new earth, you start to do the healing work. You're the prism. Like you ever see that Pink Floyd thing, the crystal yeah. and the energy comes through and the rainbow comes out, we're the crystal, we're the prism. So as you do the healing work, you start to come into new earth. New earth is loving yourself, finding peace within, standing in the power of your truth and understanding you're the abundance of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's those five things we need to master is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial. 
and this is what I teach in financial. Wow. Financial. Yeah, I would Absolutely. love to be rich. Financial. That would be cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Me too. I am rich. So that's what people think that, you know, if you're spiritual, you can't make money or you're not supposed to make money or it's not about money. And it's not, it's about integrity. But when you have integrity, guess what happens? You make money. <laughs> right. Especially if the backwards. business is good. Uh, yes. it's, all, it's all about if, if you provide value for your customers. If you are and you, hit, you do it with integrity, then your business is going to boom. Yeah. So right. my, my, my people, the people that are in my groups, I don't call them clients, they're my friends. But those friends know that this is who I am. I'm not a business person. I'm not a, I'm not a video person, but oh my God, can I talk? I can just talk and talk and talk about all this stuff because this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm. But when I would go out on Facebook and general population and bring out one of my videos it would trigger so many people, <laughs> so many people. Oh, okay. Then, Let's go there. Yeah, one. I go know, ahead. I know, I know which one it might be. So, um, your opinion on Jesus, let's say that's uh, a okay. thing that might be a hot topic. So, okay. I, for myself, I, I, I am, I'm, uh, I would say I'm a spiritual person, although I think it's still important, very important for me to have uh, Jesus Christ as, as a savior. But I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think there's much disagreement. If Jesus and Buddha met, I don't think there would be much, um, you know, I think they would, they'd go along swell, you know? Hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They would, they would be best friends, you know? I think okay. they, they would understand each other they they okay. uh because they they occupy a similar uh level of consciousness you know so mm. they would there wouldn't be any d- d- much disagreement cool you know yeah that's what i think so it's awesome because that's what you think and that doesn't mean that's what everybody else has to think and what i think doesn't mean that's what everybody else has to think mm. and this is why i bring out people's uniqueness because we need to be able to do this. We need to be able to have differences of things and loving each other anyway. Like it doesn't matter that I'm a Christian or a Catholic or nothing. If I have compassion, what the hell does it matter who I talk to and who I don't? Like one of the things in my book, my, my second book is about, you know what? There's 7 billion gods if there's 7 billion people on the planet. Everybody has their own view of God, of whatever that is. If everybody was to ask, draw a picture of God, you think one of them would be alike exactly? Well, some of them might be similar. It might be the triangle and uh, the the eye. I remember I was seeing that in Sunday. I remember seeing that in Sunday school and and the priest was like, this is God. And I was like, wow. Wow. (laughs) What kind of preschool is that? Catholic. Whoa. Sunday, Sunday yeah, school. Yeah, that's never Sunday happened school. in a Catholic Catholic school or, or teacher or anything with me. Never. Yeah, but, but I don't know. I don't know what it, if it was representation or something, but I do remember I was like 14 and uh, he was like, yeah, this this is God. And I was like, man, whoa. man, this is. <laughs> sure you are in another dimension? <laughs> no no it was here it was here that's crazy no i've i've never heard of that before being god but 
none of us are alike. We're all alike, but none of us are exactly alike. Even people that are fraternal twins, there's differences in them. So everybody has uniqueness. And this is why I help people. I, I help bring that out of them because everybody's afraid to face themselves and look at themselves and go deeper and face those icky, ugly feelings that people have like jealousy and anger. And, and you know what I, I, people don't want to go deeper. They don't want to go in the darkness Mm. and we have to, that's part of wholeness. It's shadow. It's, it's light and dark. We're both. Can we, can we do a bit of demonstration? What's that? Can we do a bit of a demonstration on what you do? You said you do uh, what is it spiritual surgery that's kind of, sounds kind of scary Sur- I, I don't like the word surgery i understand <laughs> i get it i get it but that's really what it is so uh, it's like it's it's soul surgery so sometimes what i see john do is he'll cut down people's energetic bodies and open them up and take out stuff and clear out psychic sludge and We'll go in the fairy forest and he'll go in with a big hose of light and he'll hose everything down and the sludge will come out like this is years lifetimes of crap that come out of people i had no idea what this was someone told me one day said you know what you're doing and i said no (laughs) what am i doing and she's like this is miasma or miasm or something like that and it's in the ascension dictionary and I don't go by things like that. I'm like, this is what I'm here to do. And this is just what I'm doing. But there's a technical term for it. It's called miasma. And it's this sl- psychic sludge that we, we take on lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Mm. And so it comes out of us. So what kind of demonstration do you, would you like? I don't, I don't know. Is this something that could work for multiple people or is this... Uh... I think it wouldn't be interesting if it was just for on me for some, I don't know. Um, what about, um, what about the inner child work? Something yeah. simple. Yeah. I can see your inner child. You can see my inner child. Okay. Can you describe him? Yeah. <laughs> I can see him behind a rock. That's what I can see him doing. So it's hard for me to, explain exactly what they are because it's um it's hard to to be able to put everything that's in 5d into 3d Mm. so it's hard for me to explain it but it's more of the feeling it's more of you tapping into the energy of it so i see him waving from behind a rock and he's playing peekaboo with me and he's like and so I'm waving to him. So a lot of inner children know me. They so they take to me, but they he he may not recognize you. So I'm gonna point you out and see if he recognizes you. Okay. He doesn't recognize you. He doesn't recognize me. No. I'm I've asking changed. if he recognizes me. He doesn't recognize me either. Okay. Well, what does this mean but, then? What does this mean? <laughs> well, it's it's hard to um so even people that are in my group. When they come to me for sessions, things don't get healed in one session. Lifetimes of stuff, or even your lifetime right now of stuff, 
can't get healed in one session. So sometimes like they, you can't even stay in the same room with your inner child. So the connection isn't made. That's what that means that you need to make this connection with your inner child. Because if your inner child is happy, then your adult self becomes happy. If your inner child is relaxed, then your adult self becomes relaxed. If your inner child is is at, at a peace, then your adult self is at peace. People don't realize how important that this is, but it's mm. very important. It's majorly important. So when you are in the same energy field as your adult self, in your inner child, people feel that. I mean, they feel like nauseous at times. They get scared, they get anxious, they start shaking. Because this is, this is real stuff. Hmm. It's because that connection's not made. So when you start to come together with your inner child and he starts to recognize you and you start to recognize him, it, there's a connection that's made and people ball their eyes out. And I ball my eyes out with them. Like mm. in my sessions, it's not unheard of that I cry. I cry with people. So it's not because it's affecting me too. It's not, um, it's affecting the whole planet. So when you do inner healing work, you're changing the whole planet. You're healing everything. It's called a golden vein. That's what I call it. When you reach that golden vein, you'll know. It's no longer numb. You can feel the connection and you cry. You, mm. it's like a long lost friend. So that connection's not made with so, you and your inner child at this time. He's probably about seven, seven or eight. So, so, so okay, um, if I understand the problem. So the problem is that uh, in my words, uh, to put it in my words, that sure. that me and the <laughs> child are different levels of consciousness. Is that it? Or that we... Say that again? That me and the inner child are, are at different levels of consciousness or is it or is it something else that's obstructing this kind of reconciliation and integration i wouldn't call it a different uh level of consciousness because you're coming together with them so mm -hmm. that's not a different level of consciousness the same level of consciousness but there's no there's trauma there there's trauma from a parent there's trauma from a step parent there's trauma from a grandparent there's trauma from whoever raised them there's trauma there and so you as the adult self are giving the inner child what the inner child was missing mm. and so that inner child sometimes is very apprehensive sometimes they don't even show up sometimes they're in a field and they just wave they don't <laughs> want to be seen they don't, they, they, they're not ready. And we don't, I don't force anything on inner children. They've been forced enough. So I don't force anything. So I tell people like, if they are not ready for this, then we're not going to do anything. Right. So one of the, one of the last sessions that I had with somebody, um, I'm trying to remember her little girl showed up. She's had tremendous trauma in her life, like tremendous trauma. And her little girl showed up and she wanted to have a, a tea party with her and, and she was bawling her eyes out while she was having a tea party with herself. Hmm. This is what people don't understand. Your, your relationship with yourself is most important. It's not most important to get likes and loves and sharing things and, and having followers. It's 
your relationship with yourself is everything because you are everything. You're everything, your consciousness, mm. you're everything. So when you are that adult self is giving that inner child what it needs, it changes everything, everything. So you, usually love is the, is the great uh, answer and, and thing that, that will reconcile all these differences. And, and it sounds like you're helping people to, to love themselves, basically. And then, and then once they do that, then they obviously they're at a higher level of consciousness. And with that, they, they help the whole world by their just uh, vibrating at that level, right? Exactly. Did, exactly. Do you know the work of uh, David Hawkins? No, you were telling me about that. He, though, the he other talks day. about that. He talks about that the, cool. the people at, uh, at a certain level that they counterbalance people that are uh, a lot of people that are in a negative level. So on a worldwide stage. So that, that was interesting to me because a positive level is much stronger than uh, people in, in a lower level. So if okay, somebody is vibrating... Yeah, go ahead. So, so if somebody's uh, vibrating at a really high level, they're, they're kind of balancing maybe in 100,000 people at a low level, which That's is really right. interesting, you know? That's right. So when I come around people, things shift. Mm. Like, it, I'm, I have a very strong presence because I know myself, because I love myself, because I face myself. And people think like, oh, all I have to do is love myself, but that's not just, that's not it. That's, it's not. Loving yourself is facing yourself, is healing, is putting yourself first in your life where we rightly should be. We should be first in our lives. And we put everyone before us because that's what the age of Pisces taught us to do. Everybody mm -hmm. else comes first and you're last. And that's supposed to be noble. That's a noble thing. Now, I'm not, so you have to have wisdom to listen to what I have to say. But when, you know, if you see someone drowning, you don't go, oh, I'm just going to go have lunch now. I'm going to put myself first and go have lunch. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about in your everyday life, you should be able to be first in your life. And most people don't even realize they're not operating that way. They're operating all uh, thinking, oh, my husband thinks I should do this. So I'm going to do this. I'm not saying it, but my wife thinks I need to do this. So I'm going to do my, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. So I'm going to be a doctor. And it's like people don't really have a grip on who they are. Right. This is what I'm here to change. They're following um, what uh, other people think they should do or their parents or, um, but that's a, t a tough thing. Sometimes your parents uh, do not approve of what you're doing. And that must be yeah. one of the toughest things to deal with as even, yeah. even as an adult, uh, because yeah. they are your parents, you know? Yeah, they are your parents. They brought you here. Yeah. But you know what? They also have trauma and they are not of the, we're of the generation to bring in the change. Not that everybody isn't, but we're in the generation as the planet shifts, the age of Pisces is going out to sea, the golden age of Aquarius is coming in. This is learning how to love yourself, peace within, stand the power of your truth and understand that you're the abundance of your life. That's what this golden age is doing. So if you're following your parents and what your parents wanted from you, mm -hmm. you're not 
honoring yourself and you're leaving yourself out and that is not putting yourself first and that is not going to help the planet. So if I didn't come off of Facebook, I wouldn't be able to help the people that I'm helping at the time right now. If I didn't listen to my inner voice and go to my healing sessions and do the things that I do, I wouldn't be able to be as powerful as I am. I know I'm a powerful being here. And mm. people don't like that. People don't like my ego. I don't care. People have missed this part. This is what I'm bringing out for people. We need to learn to love ourselves, even our ego. We have to love it all. Right. Maybe sometimes people have a problem with that persona, you know, um, yeah. because it reminds them of somebody that they know and dislike or, or their parents, you know. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. So, something unresolved and you remind them of somebody else and they, they don't like that somebody else and then right. by extension they don't like you <laughs> yes exactly they put me in as their trauma and i'm not yeah, yeah. so i teach people anybody can say whatever they want to say and it shouldn't have any effect on you and if it does there's a trigger there there's abuse there there's trauma there there's something there that you need to heal so triggers aren't a bad thing. They get us to a place where we go, oh, I need to heal that. Instead of yelling at Ange, I'm going to heal that. Hmm. That's what they have to decide to do. And one of my last videos that I did was really strong. I'm a very strong person. And so one of the last videos I did, someone called me a cult leader. And so I was like, whoa, I am not. This is how far we are from the truth, thinking that I'm a cult leader. Like I tell people, don't follow me. Don't follow me. That is not a cult leader. <laughs> right. So this is a person that I knew from high school. Like I knew of her, but I'm like, whoa, this is, this is yeah. way out of there. So in, in, in some instance, that's something that I have to face deep down within going, was that in me? Is that why she said that? Do I really feel that? Is that what I feel about myself? So these are the things we have to face about ourselves that we don't want to. Mm. We don't want to face all this stuff. Right. But it's it's tough it's, work. Inner work is not always uh, easy. And it's going to... I noticed that when people try to be loving, sometimes it pulls up all the things that are unloving in their life. Uh, and that's <laughs> the hardest thing to deal with. They're trying to be so good and then everybody's more nastier too because all these tests, all these psychic tests, tests or whatever are, are coming you know it's like the universe is saying oh you really want to be loving well try this try this exactly <laughs> exactly and so one of the things that i talk to my group about is that we talk about unconditional love like this is about unconditional love right. but it's really not even about it's past unconditional love back to love back to true love because unconditional love says you're gonna hurt me i'm gonna love you unconditionally and that's not what it's about. It's about this. It's about learning who you are, loving yourself right here in this instance of who you are at this moment. It's not really, so it's about love, then unconditional love, then back to love. So it's like I'm helping turn things around. Things have been backwards for a long time. So right. now everything is turning around and it's being led by integrity right. and truth. I, yeah unconditional love doesn't mean that you have to be a doormat or and stuff like that i don't think yeah, it, no. or to be an enabler i think that's a 
Yeah, people have a misconception that so they need to be done away with that because that's not loving to yourself or not loving to the other person to to uh, to have their way with you because that's not yeah that's not loving to both parties so it's a lose right. situation. Right, <laughs> right, it is. Yeah. So so it's deeper. It's not so. Yeah. I'm not a surface person. Like I can't talk about the weather. That's it's. I just can't, and I have to be. I, I, if I'm going to talk to anybody, it's a deep conversation. It's nothing about 3D. I'm not a 3D person. I'm a 5D person. That 3D person died when I needed to die in 2012, when the Mayan calendar ended. Right. And this has brought me to where I am today, to be a teacher and a speaker and a shaman and a whatever the hell else I am, truth teller mm -hmm. and uh, I just, I represent the golden age of Aquarius. Mm. So you don't follow basketball? You don't follow NBA? Boston Celtics? <laughs> my kids do. <laughs> my kids do. But no, I don't. My All my kids are basketball players. Um, do you have any uh, any other sessions that you uh, offer to people? So you do inner child work, uh, spiritual surgery. Yep. Anything else that you do? Yeah. Yeah, I do money sessions with people oh, because wow. people's money is really um, uh, what you probably, I don't know if you're going to understand this, but um, people's feeling about money is really feeling about themselves. Oh, so man. it's, uh, I help them break through the program. No wonder I'm poor. Money issues. <laughs> what? I said, well, no wonder I'm poor. <laughs> uh, it's about your worth. So yeah. 3D money is your 5d worth so it's about your worth and you can't fake that you can't fake what you feel like your worth is the universe knows it knows everything so when you're in this um so i do that i help people um with money issues right so i do that um i do soul retrievals but i'm not doing many soul retrievals well, at what does that all. mean what does that mean? Soul retrie so soul retrieval is kind of a, the same kind of thing as uh, surgery etherically with me, like my team comes in and all of that. But um, soul retrieval is more like I call people from their past to come forward with pieces of their soul and why they held them and what they're doing. Like, like it's almost like a thanking them to for holding those pieces of their soul and it comes back it comes back to them. So they feel more whole when they leave. But when we go into the fairy forest, I see these, these windows, gold windows are in the fairy forest when, when I'm doing a soul retrieval and these windows open and they have things in them. Like, mm. It's so hard to explain. Wow. But, but um, the guy that is in Costa Rica, he has, I forget the name of the the thing but I I remember him um he was like a, a drug addict I think and an alcoholic and now he has this big thing in Costa Rica a revival something or other um but in one of his I, I listened to what he said and in one of his um experiences the moon I believe gave him a new heart and like people like what do you mean the moon gave you a new heart like I remember when I was having an illumination from Manya. Manya was one of my spiritual teachers in the beginning of all of this when I had no idea what Manya? was happening. Her name is Manya. Yeah. Do you oh, know that's Manya? My, that's the name of my sister, Manya. Oh, really? Oh, 
Oh yeah, Manya, she's wonderful. I miss her. And she, um, she was doing an illumination on me and she put something in my left hand that she's never used before in anything that she's done. And I saw Mother Mary come out, take this thing and, and put it like in her heart. And then she put it from her heart into mine. So I have the heart of Mother Mary, who is actually Isis. And so Isis was uh, given the name. Uh, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't go into that because that's Mo- wait. a long thing. Right, but. right. So <laughs> Ma- Mother Mary, the, the mother of Jesus. That's yes. The oh, mo- right. At the time, the mother of Jesus put her heart in me. So this it was, was like a. You yeah. saw this in like, was it like a dream or like in an astral plane or what, what was it? Yeah, it was in the etheric realm. Oh, that's wow. what I call it the etheric realm. So mm. I was, I, I was in a, an illumination. So I was laying on the table and I was going into a meditation and this is what happened. And so I, so blew my mind that this happened. Like who the hell is going to believe that, that this happened? It doesn't matter who believes it. But mm. so now this is something that I do. We replace hearts and we take things out of people's heads and uh, take things out of people's solar plexus and we heal people that have had abortions and it's oh, wow. so much like energy work is is it it's energy we're all energy would you say that uh, having an abortion would uh, is almost always in, induces trauma on the woman so hard those mm. those sessions that i have with people because they don't know that i know they don't even real like I see it and I tell them and they're like, yeah, I had an abortion. Like, that's why, that's mm. why I see it. Sometimes I don't, sometimes it doesn't happen, but sometimes it does. And then we have the women of the jungle. They come in and they will clean out the woman's womb. They will put in herbs and oils and flowers and they'll leave flowers everywhere. I mean, the etheric realm is where I live. That's, I live here, but I live there. Mm. Um, so lastly, let's talk about uh, yeah. something. Um, the money, the money sessions. I think a lot of people yes. are probably interested uh, <laughs> overall. Uh, so, of course. Uh, quickly, how can how can uh, people uh, improve their self worth? Let's say, what do you do in the sessions? Like, because obviously, self worth. If self worth really equals. Uh, how much money you have then yeah. obviously it's important to Im- improve self-worth and i mm-hmm. guess that's different than loving yourself or that would would that also include loving yourself as well definitely includes loving yourself right. definitely includes loving yourself we don't feel like we're enough we don't feel like we're worthy enough and mm-hmm. this is something that was programmed into us so these are programs that we're breaking through but the first thing you need to do is put yourself first in your life and you need to value yourself. People think that things that are free is awesome. Some I understand is, is helpful, but having it free all the time is not teaching them a thing. It's not incentive, it's not, it's not valuing themselves. So when you value yourself and you put the money out, you are saying to that money, I'm loving myself here. And it comes back to you where Taurus feels. So when you start to understand that, when you put the money out, but you don't have integrity, it's not going to come back to you like that. 
when you start loving yourself and you start healing this stuff and you value yourself, like I tell people, that's one of the reasons why I'm not on Facebook because these people, they want all of this. They want the information, but they don't want to value themselves. They don't believe that that's what's going to happen. And I'm telling you, mm. it's happening. It's happening. Like what, more what, than you understand what is that these opportunities of money are coming in for everybody. And so when you value yourself, you are saying, I believe in myself. I believe that this is what's going to help me. I believe in myself. I love myself. You're basically giving it back to yourself is what you're mm. doing. So, but you can't do it with a, a grudging heart. You can't do it with begrudging, like even paying your bills when you're paying your bills and going, nah, 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 nah. You, that's the energy that you're putting into it. Money is conscious. Money is alive. People want to think that it's not. It is. It's alive. Everything is. So the more that you can understand valuing yourself and putting that money out there, it comes back. Mm. It's just how it goes. What? And it appreciates and it accumulates. It's you should be making more money than you're putting out. In, if you're a spiritual teacher, whatever you're doing, you should be making more money than is going out from you. Well, what do you mean? Like you should be putting out more uh, value and such? or you, sh you shouldn't be breaking even. Right. If you're breaking even, you're scraping by. There's something up with your worth. There's something going on. Oh, right. Yeah. So if you value yourself, you'll always have enough and more. Yes, Absolutely. Mm. So one of the things that I do is every month I give to John Lubega and the children of Uganda. They, I've been doing this for years. So when people are coming to me for sessions and stuff, that's one of the things that I do. I give them money every month and they've built a house and they have water now for their little community in Uganda. So that's something I wanted to do forever from my own heart. That's what I wanted to do. And I uh, tell people, this is what I'm going to do. If you want to do that, you can do it with me. I give it to them anyway. No matter if anybody else does it or not, it's what I want to do. So I'm building my own universe. I'm building my own world. This is my gold world. Can you tell? Yeah, this is this is your this is your crib, and this is uh, how my crib, you, man. You empower people by by your sessions, and you give. Mm -hmm. And if you give more value than, um, than even they're paying, then they're getting a good worth for their money. So uh, right. thereby you would attract more clients by word of mouth, if nothing else. Right. It needs right. to happen naturally. Cool. So if this, if this goes out to people and they want to come to my groups and stuff, it's because it's natural means. It's because... I am listening within and that's what everybody needs to do. Right. I said to my group this morning and I said, if everybody learned these concepts, these new concepts that I'm teaching, if everybody learned them and brought everything back to themselves and learn how to love themselves, found peace within, stand the power of their truth and understand their abundance of their life, the whole planet would change. Hmm. Everything would change. Amazing. Um, is there anything else we forgot to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> um my twin flame probably but we can do that another time if you want well what do you mean your twin flame like your partner or 
Um, he's not, well, I can't say he's not my partner, but um, I've been married for 30 years. Mm. And uh, when back in 2016, I met somebody on Facebook who was uh, had this group called um, Collective Conscious Blooming. And I felt like I knew him, but I didn't know how I knew him. And we were acquaintances. And he ended up um, telling me he went to get a reading done or whatever. And he came back to me and said, hey, look at, you know what, we're twin flames. And I don't want this as a rom romantic thing. Um, I'm just letting you know that we're twin flames. And, and so it progressed from there. He was really young. I was in my 40s. He was 18 or 19 years old. Um, I knew him for six years and six or seven years. And he just passed away um, wow. November 9th of 2020. So he helped me to detach from my husband. My husband and I are still married, but we see each other differently. We love each other differently. Gary, my husband has to do his work. I have to do my work and Joshua had to do his work. He was, um, he had uh, Joshua, my twin flame had trouble with addiction. And um, so in a matter of six or seven years, I met him. He helped me to detach from everything. He helped me learn how to love myself. Um, he had problems with um, drugs and he walked uh, all over the United States and um, he ended up passing away um, on November 9th of 2020. Uh, so over, it's been a whirlwind. Wow, overdose, overdose? <laughs> I believe so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure. But I've been in the etheric realm with him and doing different things with him, and I've seen it. So I believe so. Yes. All yes. right. Well, yeah. I didn't expect to end on this note, but uh, yeah. uh, people die every day. So it, it is they what do. it is. <laughs> they do. They do. And so yeah. um, twin flames are a big thing in this community. Some people don't believe in them, some people do. It doesn't matter. This is my experience, this is part of what's going on. And so um, I'm going to Sedona to spread oh, his I love ashes. That. I love that. Yeah. I love Sedona. Sedona. Last, yeah. On last episode, I had a, um, a professor of psychology that just moved to Sedona last year. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about Sedona again. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going there very soon and meeting up with other people that I haven't met yet, like physically. And um, one of the things I'm gonna do is um, spread his, I'm not gonna spread his ashes cause I don't have many left cause I spread his ashes in Oahu, but um, I'm gonna be taking cedar chips with me. And it's a sacred tree that I have in my yard and I'm taking that and we're gonna spread yeah. those there. Cool, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed uh, you being me. here. And you. I want to thank everybody for listening or watching the podcast. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you.